What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, obviously, that that just leads right into the topic, but we, we got to start off with you know some fantasy football updates. What is your team doing this week? How's it going? Yeah, I guess we got to comment on what was happening because we are a podcast, first and foremost. So if you're not watching on YouTube, you just missed it. I mean, today's Nothing was the same episode. You guys know it from the title. We started the episode looking at each other doing the nothing was the same side view like the cover so we had to do that you had to get the vibes right but yeah let's get into the fantasy football talk um my team's doing pretty good i have the bills defense in two leagues and they have like 30 points so shout out to them they really held it down for me this week uh i'm a bad gm i'm gonna say in one league i left two people in that are not playing. So that's bad on me, but I'm still projected to win by 13 points. So I should be all right because the rest of my team stepped up. Um, but yeah, how about you? Um, well, I'm going to start this off by saying Sam Howe is a trash can. Uh, you know, that, that that's a yep. pathetic performance. He had, um, yeah, I think he got to, to even uh, 0.6. So I got 0.6 points projected to lose by nine now i mean could be worse i could still come back Got a lot of players left but man uh that's that's really really rough whenever you have you know the go anthony richardson at fantasy qb and then he's hurt so um mm-hmm. that sucks but then my other league projected 165 so shout out jay jettas shout out chris olave shout out yeah in our league i'm projected 157 so i'm like that's a big week because i've had mm-hmm. some bad weeks i've always been like my starting lineup's pretty good that's how i felt and my bench is bad. Um, and this is the final of the week that they showed me that like, okay, yeah, we are pretty good. Dude. I'm feeling better about where I'm at. <laughs> I had a, this is the craziest, craziest thing. So we have an additional flex spot in our other league. So that's, I mean, you know, maybe mm-hmm. 10 or 11 more points. I was projected 145 points this week. That is the highest I've ever seen. The highest I've ever been in that league is like 130 something. So damn, like 132. Yeah. In my league, where we only have eight people, we do two QBs, two flex. Mm-hmm. So we're projected like 160 or whatever. So, yeah, that's a little bit different, though. That's obviously a QB. You know, you want like 20 out of them. So it, it adds up pretty quick. But, yeah, other than that, fancy baseball, I'm currently winning by like 80 points, which if you don't know fancy baseball, it's a pretty good amount. It's Sunday, so the last day of the week. And if I win, I'm going to the championship first Sheesh. ever playing. So I'm feeling pretty good. Let's go. Um, let, let's finish the mission here. You know, I've been like kind of co-manager all year. I, uh-huh. I'm, gonna my, I'm gonna get my ring in the mail. So yes, sir. And I gotta say, may the best man win. I'm playing Devin, our producer, right now. Um, it seems really good. He had Shohei who got hurt, so unfortunately, that kind of turned things for him. Like had he had Shohei, I think he just wipes the rest of the league. So it's tough. That man is a cheat code. Yeah, no, uh, Shohei is a beast. Obviously, this is my first year of watching baseball since, like, being a little kid. I used to have, like, shoeboxes full of baseball cards and shit, so I used to follow it heavy. I'm back now, though, so I've kind of been following along with you, and we sometimes we, like, whenever I'm betting on it or whatever, we talk about, you know, the player that you may have, so. Oh, yeah, I remember we were big on Ranger Suarez. We are like, we need him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, one of that, our guys. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so shout out to baseball. Baseball is back. It's ending, I guess, but for us, it's back. And that's all that matters on second half. Let's talk about songs of the week. Guys, if you've been around, you know, we do songs of the week. We give three songs each, show some love, give a little story behind it, whatever. We're going to bring that back next week. We've been slacking on it. It's been a while since we've had songs of the week, but we know you guys enjoy it. We know you like seeing what we're listening to. So next week, we'll be back. Songs of the week. Stay tuned for that. We're going to come through with some just complete heaters that you guys need. So we're going to make it worth it that we've been gone for a minute with those, but we're also going to start posting on Instagram every week. So even if you're not listening every week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and you can keep up with what we're listening to. So that's going to be fun, but I think that's, it's time. Let's get into the topic of today's episode. The first album of the month, nothing was the same by Drake. Our 10 year review of nothing was the same. It's crazy to think it's been 10 years, but here we are. This is a core album for us, I feel like, for both of us oh, and for, for sure. just Second Ave in general. So I feel like before Second Ave, we were talking about this album, you know, when yeah. we were growing up. So it feels right that it's the first album of the month. It's a 10-year anniversary. It all just 
worked out excited to get into this um we're gonna go track by track talk about the tracks talk about our favorite tracks maybe least favorite tracks memories with the album all that kind of stuff so i think we should get into it just overall talk to me a little about like what you remember about nothing was the same like the first time hearing it all um, that kind of stuff if you have a memory i mean you were like yeah. a kid <laughs> so i mean this is like this is one of the first albums i remember like releasing and like me tuning in uh still a little bit you know we didn't have apple music spotify or whatever so you weren't listening to it like like you are now but it was one year i hold on we're going home i was like okay and then i remember he had the young cover face him one way that was that was hard and then he came out with the other one so um I mean, obviously still not to where, you know, I'm fully, fully into music yet, but this, I have one of these tracks here where I felt like, okay, like I, I really love music. You know, I was like, that's where I became like a real, it was kind of like that time, that point in time in my life where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a listener, you know? So going back to that. Yeah. It's funny because this is one of the albums that I remember like being ready for when it <laughs> drops. Cause I remember listening to take care but i definitely wasn't like oh the night take care drop like yeah so So i remember this i did have i bought it the night it dropped and we got to talk about this like you said it's before spotify it's before apple music this is in the itunes days music was so different back then this album dropped on tuesday albums used to drop on tuesdays these kids aren't gonna remember that but music used to come out on tuesdays until like I don't know. I remember Views was coming out on a Friday. Coloring Book was on Friday. So probably like 2015, 2016 started to be Fridays. But before that, it was Tuesdays because there were still physicals. You know, that was still a big thing. So I vividly remember getting the album on iTunes Tuesday night. And then I had a trip for school. We went to oh. some like, I don't remember what it was. It was some like something with the IHSA, mm-hmm. but... I think something with like the principals, like pick kids to go to like some like leadership okay. conference or something. I went to one of those. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like Springfield maybe. And I just remember listening to nothing was the same on the bus the whole <laughs> way there. I was like locked in. I probably listened to it, you know, three times total on the way there and back. I was just listening. To nothing was the same because it had just dropped. I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. I loved all the singles leading up to it. And so all these new songs, I was just like, Oh my God, I was all in on it. So I, I have very, distinct memories of listening nothing was the same on that bus for the first time there we go that's like views for me i would say was like okay like yeah i'm i'm ready for album releases i remember it didn't come out like the night it was supposed to or it came out like later like an hour or two late and i, I was oh, i don't I was remember upset. that yeah i remember that <laughs> no that's fire though so yeah we both have kind of distinct memories of getting into the album but but different for sure so i think we just started off here Let's get into the first track on the album. We got Tuscan Leather. Drake came right with the intro here. Or is it the outro? Have you been seeing that on TikTok? I have not. I haven't seen that yet. But yesterday, you know, I told you, you know, the other day we we're going to listen to it on the way. We had a family event about an hour and a half away. So it was perfect timing there. This hit, man. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. That intro, um, like you said, or outro, fire. I mean, just a really good, I mean, really good opening track with I wouldn't hate calling this one his best opening yet, but. Hmm. Is it Drake's best intro? I don't know about that. I'm not mad at that. It's definitely a good track. Is the best though. He's got, he's got some good ones. He does. Uh, a slept on one. I'm not going to say it's the best. I'm not going to say it's better, but a slept on one. Keep the family close. I remember hearing I like that for that. the first time and I was like, Oh, this is different. I was ready for views. that had that cold vibe. But yeah, let's get back to nothing was the same here. Uh, he's just getting catching strays, just getting brought in every other conversation. So. Maybe views is next. We'll see <laughs> a couple months from now. No, but yeah, Tuscan Leather, great. I, I guess I should give a little, since you haven't seen that TikTok. So there was an interview from Drake in like mm-hmm. 2014 where he said the deluxe of nothing was the same was going to be reverse. He was going to pull the dam. Oh, okay. And he was going to start with pound cake and then go to Tuscan Leather and then come through and then all me yeah and when you hear that you're like how's that make sense you know like that'd be so (laughs) weird but then you think about it and you're like okay you have that intro on pound cake where it's like only real music is gonna last all the bullshit here today and gone tomorrow and also the part where it's like we hope you enjoy listening to this album half as much as we enjoyed playing it for you and i feel like there's some you know i think you could hear as much as we enjoy playing it for you like and not enjoyed uh past tense i feel mm-hmm. like if you like didn't know it was the outro mm-hmm. you'd be like okay maybe it's enjoy and they're talking about what's about to come and it kind of just makes sense you know drake 
ends his verse on Paris Morton music too, talking about nothing was the same. So it, it kind of does feel like it could be an intro, but also feels like it could be an outro for that reason. And then also the way Tuscan Leather ends with that sample, Curtis Mayfield, where he's kind of just talking. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a good outro of the album too. So when you think about it, you're like, all right, I could see it going both ways. I could see how he, if he had the intention for it to be the outro on the deluxe, how that could work. But I think it's better as the intro, truly. Me as well. So I'm glad we're in agreement there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I do have to say, though, the line where he's like, how much time is this spent on the intro? You could be like, oh, how's that could be the outro? The guy in the TikTok, he's like explaining it. The next line after that, he says, lately I've been feeling like Guy Pierce in Memento. And it's some movie where the guy has like short-term memory loss and he doesn't remember what he's doing. So he could be doing the, in he could be doing the outro. He thinks he's doing the intro, uh -huh. you know? So it kind of makes sense. And he also said the movie, something is like told sort of in reverse. Like you see the end and then you see how they got to the end. So you're like, okay, that kind of adds layers to this. And then he also commented about how started from the bottom, you know, if it starts at the end of the album yeah. to go to the beginning, like, There's okay, a, that's kind of, that's kind of uh -huh. fire. There's a lot of layers to this. And I'm like, yeah. all right. And it's not just like a theory, like Drake himself said it. So I think we had to at least talk about that a little bit here. That is fire. Yeah. I, di I didn't even know that. So um, I guess next, next Drake album, we'll have to give like a free stream scratch and then, you know, just go. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, guess wants so. to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he just wants to shuffle it more life. <laughs> just a playlist. Um, but yeah, Tuscan leather elite track. Is it your favorite track on this album? No. Okay. We'll get, we're going to get to the favorites. I don't know what your favorite is, truly. I think there's some options. I There's a couple really good options as favorite, and I think there's there's two acceptable answers as least favorite, in my opinion. All let's right. see if well, we share let, that let's opinion. Hear, let's hear your guess beforehand. Let's just get okay. it out now. Hear my guess of what your favorite is? Yeah, your top guess. Are we talking deluxe or are we talking standard? Deluxe, but it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. I was going to say all me, potentially. I think... I'm going to say that you say furthest thing. You're correct there. And yours and we're getting be, into yeah, it. Yours is too much. Yeah. My, it might be, it might not be. All right. Well, it's we'll up get there. <laughs> okay. But first, the furthest thing. Okay. This is like, cause nothing was the same when it came out, you know, I was bumping, you know, started from the bottom or uh, what other ones is that bump all me come through, you know, the one uh, hold on, we're going home, you know, just the more popular ones. You know, I really, I was, what, what, when this fucking album came out, 12 years old. So, um, mm. you know, I still had some growing up to do and everything. And I felt like I gave this album a really deep revisit when I needed to decide if I thought, if you're reading this, it's too late or nothing was the same was better. This is like junior, senior year of high school. And furthest thing, it never got like that, that listening. It was the one, you know, I always skip over. And then it, it hit and yeah, I, I played it and man, that's like where I was like, okay, I fucking love music. Like this, like really solidified it for me. I was talking about it in the intro. This is the one here. Wow. That's crazy. I think for this thing might've been like my favorite when it dropped. Yeah. See just the parallels here. <laughs> I don't know. Like I loved for this thing and it's a song I truly do not listen to anymore. Like when I hear it, I'm like, okay, cool. But it's just not when I found myself going back to, I don't know. I don't know what about it, but I think it was good. It's still good, but it's just not one of my ones off this. It's like probably not my top six. Like it's probably sixth or seventh, which is respectable on such yeah. a good, it's a deep album, I think. So I, I don't think that's bad. Like and no, I, it's, it's when I was talking like worst song, I don't think there's any like really, really horrendous songs. I think there's two that are worse than the rest, but they're not bad. And we'll get into that in a little bit here shortly. But yeah, Furthest Thing, good track. I don't know why, but I associate Furthest Thing with like Grand Theft Auto, like playing Grand Theft Auto 5 and just like listening to my own music and Furthest Thing being one of those songs. Yeah, Late Night Cruise, so Los Santos, that'd be perfect. Oh, yeah. this, this is a perfect cruise song, by the way, as well. It so. is. I can see that. I honestly, like I said, haven't listened to it too much. So maybe like when I first got my license, I was cruising uh -huh, yeah. to this. Not lately. So I might have to give it another try. All right. Let's get in the next song here. Start from the bottom. This is obviously like, I, I mean, is this the, the biggest hit? No, I would say 
just hold on we're going home probably the biggest I say hit at the time started from the bottom was bigger though it's debatable i feel like i feel like uh hold on we're going home it's it's age better I, you know you still hear that one randomly on the radio but i i don't know i feel like at the time especially i'll give it the nod yeah i'm not mad at that i it was huge both were huge yeah and i think just hold on we're going home had more like pop appeal so it was probably just like it felt bigger but you know if we're talking if this would have been the streaming era i think start from the bottom probably would have done oh. numbers yeah we'd, we'd be looking stupid. at the billy club for this um started from the bottom man this is like so i had ipod back in the day of course you know um and i had i had a few songs bought off itunes but i would spend all my money like any like money to buy itunes cards i would buy like yo bill cards or shit like that just <laughs> random <laughs> just random i would not i would not really give too much dedication to my itunes so i remember i had like hall of fame by the script and will i am i had uh all the lights what are some other ones uh the whole bruno mars uh album the, the one right there you know you see it uh what else did i fucking have i think that may have oh i had a bunch of two chains as well so classic but austin my cousin our cousin austin uh he had he was the first person i ever saw where you could like download music it was like maybe like a music app or something and started from the bottom was one of the ones he had so fire just, yeah very distinct memory for that i just there i just so remembered all that apps. on air <laughs> i love that there's so many apps like that though everybody had their own i feel like there's a lot of people you know dat piff you know whatever i was a spinrilla guy spinrilla holding it down that's i don't know spinrilla was like that big my boy chalky put me on that we were rocking team spinrilla together they were this, always coming through with the best stuff for the free this is like just like the parallels of back then though you know you, you'd go on youtube and you couldn't like leave the leave youtube without yeah the music ending so you know this is this is a big deal to me if i didn't have the song on apple or you know not apple music itunes at the time yeah so this is a game changer oh yeah that's definitely fire Start from the bottom, though, when I was revisiting it and getting ready for this episode, I do think it has aged, like, not well. Like, I, I don't yeah, think it's that I, good. I completely agree with that. <laughs> um, I used it as, like, the song on our Instagram post announcing this just because it was, like, it is iconic. Nothing was the same era, but, like, I don't listen to the like song anymore. It's almost, like, kind of corny. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. Yeah. And I just remember, like, Drake and Klein, they were, like, Drake was, like, on Degrassi. He was, like, middle class. He didn't, mm-hmm. like, start from the bottom. And I was, like, oh, it's a song. Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. But yeah to some people it's more you know i get that but some people are living their life but i don't know it's an okay track the video iconic yeah but Started from the in the grocery store the singing <laughs> but other than that yeah it's whatever to me let's go on here next track track number four we got wu-tang forever it's just like a middle of the pack one you know i, I do i do enjoy it oh i got the head shake there is this your favorite one this is easily top five for me. I yeah. love Wu-Tang Forever. Yeah, it's just, it's never, never had that effect on me. I'd say it's, you know, more upper middle of the pack. It's not, you know, lower, but yeah, I mean, this is probably the, I mean, seventh or eighth best song in this album to me. I'm not mad at that. I feel like it's definitely like a sleeper, but I love Wu-Tang Forever in it probably since 20. 18 let's just say it's probably my most listened to song on the album sheesh i listened to wu-tang forever like a decent amount compared to like the rest of the tracks and nothing was the same and there's a couple other that are like up there like oh it could be that it might be this but i would bet that it's wu-tang forever and i don't know why to me this is like another great late night drive song like this is my furthest thing like i'm throwing on wu-tang forever if i'm taking a late night drive I don't hate that. I mean, it does, it does give off that vibe. You know, like I said, I just, maybe this will be the start of my connection to it. Maybe this will, this talk here will move it up into the top five. Maybe my memory with this though, is I remember vividly being, you know, how old was I when this came out? 15, 15. And you know, hopes in football, you know, it better than anybody else. You know, those Friday nights out on that field, taking a beating, emotionally physically all that as a fan you know i definitely was not taking it physically but just watching my classmates go out there and lose 75 to 0 every friday it was just tough to watch man and i remember going to a game and then going to my friend austin's house and he had a bonfire and i remember 
we were listening to Wu-Tang Forever out of that bonfire, like right when this album dropped. And that's just okay. like that's, my that's most core setting. memory yeah. to this. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So got some love for this for sure. Very core memories. Let's go. Okay. So this is one where I'm I'm not too big on it. Own it. We got track number five here. Own it. I mean, what are your thoughts? I was I was curious to see if our, some of ours lined up on like the lesser tracks in our in my opinion own it is one of the two tracks that could be bottom okay. two for me there i think go. own it is pretty bad i don't even want to say pretty bad i think the verses are actually good but i think that chorus just the own it own it own it whatever it just goes on for way too long and especially the outro one i'm just like oh my god like i did not like own it when i was listening to this album i listened to it i think including the our listen three times this week and ready for this and i was just like wow this is like the worst one probably there's a part of another song that makes me think okay it might be worse but it's neck and neck for worst with another track we'll talk about in a little bit okay i was i thought our views of line i feel like we're for not bad songs or for songs that we both dislike i feel like we always kind of line up with those so Mm -hmm. i like i like the Drake verse, like I said, it, I mean, it, I, no, it's still. I, I it's think still... it's fine, but I just could not imagine myself listening to that track right now. This would be a lot of rappers' best songs, most likely. So, I mean, that's crazy. That's no, I'm saying not true at all. I hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Uh, maybe on oh, an album. Uh, maybe not on an album. Maybe on maybe, an album. Maybe okay, that, on an album. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, more of on an album. Like it's one of the worst here, but I'd say you know it's not okay, not best song ever, but yeah. <laughs> I'll, I think I'll I can name it. a song by almost every artist is better than this track, but <laughs> it's okay. Okay, okay. You, you got the point that. there. You got the real yeah. point there by the album. It, it's a pretty good track in comparison to some people. I, I get that, but all right, let's move on to the next track. A very good track here. We got Worst Behavior. This is one where I just have like that weird feeling. It's like, uh, if this released now, this would be the best song on it or like publicly perceived the best song on it. Um, uh, this is one I really enjoy still to this day. I think it it pop off a lot more, like I said. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree. I like that statement a lot that it would be the biggest song now. I think it's a good track. I think it's aged well. I don't love the chorus, but it truly has some of the best Drake verses of like this era on this track. I mean, Drake's really oh, spitting here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good. I love the flow of his second verse i think it's the second oh third verse where he's like or mitzvah money my high. like my yeah. last name mordecai fuck you bitch i'm more than high my mama probably hear that and be mortified that mm-hmm. is great there's great rhymes there the flow is great oh the line where he says i swear i could beat serena when she's playing with her left i mean it, that verse is one of drake's best verses of that era for sure i don't know i don't want to say ever but that's a very good verse yeah, I feel like you. Know, this is this one deserves its shine. That's why you know, I'll, I'll claim it as that. So, mm-hmm. I think it sometimes Drake can be. I don't want to say boring. That's not the right word. But like this track, he's got like energy. He's got charisma. Drake yeah. kind of always has charisma. This is like it reminds you a lot of energy. Actually, like the if you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. I literally was looking up. And I swear, I typed in while you were talking there's like i don't know there'll be a weird pause in the episode that people can tell but i was typing in if you're reading this it's too late when you like said what do you think because i was trying to think i was like what songs do you remind me of and it is energy and energy was like it's what a year just a year or two years later but that at the time was fucking massive so it was so maybe this is just a little bit too early but yeah energy is exactly the track i was thinking of uh because i was like it's the one with the video of him switching faces i was like which track is it because that's the one i don't really listen to too much anymore um but yeah it reminds you so much energy it's just like that braggadocious drake he's just talking his shit and yeah it's a good track it's definitely one of the best age tracks on the project i would say definitely we we may have to we'll we'll finish going through this and we we may award this as what we think would be most popular at the end i kind of want to go through them all give them give them all thought but Mm -hmm. Next track we got from time with Janae Aiko. What do you yeah. think about this track? How you feel? This one, when she had sent in the the lap just to offer MacBook at the time, I believe it, we had just sent you the I sent you the video this past week of her mm-hmm. recording her verse. Man, that made this hit. Like it, this one already is 
probably the one I listened to most this or furthest thing. Um, and yeah, that was like, damn, you know, just like how far she's came. And then, I mean, Drake's came at the same time. So for sure, this is one that I feel like I liked, but didn't love. Mm -hmm. And then when I was listening to it, getting ready this week, I was like, okay. Cause I feel like this might be somebody's favorite song on the album. Mm -hmm. You know, like if they said that I wouldn't be mad. I, I wouldn't even question at this point. I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, valid take. But a month ago, I'd have been like, oh, this song's like, it's okay. But no, it's really good. Janae Aiko, I mean, she's got great vocals, the beat, cool. Drake's verses again. This is another one. I feel like a theme throughout this album is just kind of like his status of where he's at right now versus, you know, growing up and his come up and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like this is just a great one. So I feel like a lot of people could relate to this. And yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh, I this one I feel like doesn't get as you know much hype or I mean by social media I guess like whenever you're talking top Drake songs this this may have a spot up there. It might. I, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's grown on me. This might be yeah. my best like <laughs> my best uh, come up since then. Like best aging. It, it's <laughs> a good one. The Baca not nice on the outro too. That kind of blew my mind because I didn't realize Baca not nice was like around in 2013. It, it like, is so crazy to see, random. to see, yeah, to see ra- little random, you know, pieces even back then. I mean, 10 years ago. So next track, one of the biggest hits, hold on. We're going home. How you feel about this? This one definitely had the nice for what effect on me. You know, at the time Ooh. I was, I was listening to it on the radio or if it was playing, I'd listen to it, but you know, it was never, it was just a radio song. You never, I, I never thought too much of it until you know years later i heard nice for what and i'm like holy shit this is a fucking phenomenal track like maybe drake's best track hold on we're going home not quite that level but it's still very good to this day it's you know obviously was the most i feel like probably the most popular one and um maybe started from the bottom like you said or like i said earlier actually but yeah um it's aged very well for being as big of a hit as it is yeah like it's really a pretty simple song like the lines he's not really saying anything crazy but it just sounds so good it's one of those songs that like he doesn't have to say anything crazy for it to be a good song like for what it is it's a very good song it's simple it's a crowd pleaser it was a hit then and it sounds just as good now truly like it's a great track this is uh it's another one before drake went like you know full pop or you know doing a lot of pop on these albums so um it's one i feel like would if it released now it'd be you know everywhere oh yeah for sure that's definitely for sure next we got connect track number nine it's all right i don't know it's not it's it's bottom bottom it's, half yeah middle middle low tier um i heard it yesterday and i, I was you know i haven't heard this now and it wasn't you know too impressive or anything it was just it was connect i mean like I feel like there's not too too much that needs to be said. It's just an, an album or a song you need on an album that's going to be considered a great album. You know, mm-hmm. it's a like fine you, song. If yeah, if this is like one of your lower tier ones, you, you may have a classic on your hands. So valid. Like it's not a bad track, um, but it's it's just whatever. I feel like my most core memory with this track is, and I think this kind of just like sums up like where music was at at this time and the internet was at. I remember there was a meme. And it was around the time of Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. And it was like a still of her, like on the wrecking ball from the music video. And then they put Drake's face on her and it said like, I'll be here just swinging. And like me being 15 years old, I was like, wow, that's so funny. (laughs) New Facebook Uh, profile pic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Retweet that for sure. I probably screenshot it, tweeted myself. Like I made it. Lock screen. Yeah. I loved it. But yeah, no, that is not funny <laughs> at the time in hindsight uh yeah all right song let's get into the language how Ooh, you feel about the language this is this one i feel like would fit perfectly on if you're reading this is too late like this is just 100%. such a hard rap song i mean it just shows when drake wants to be in that rap bag like he is one of the toughest artists out yeah this is definitely another one out like braggadocious drake mm-hmm. i definitely don't like it as much as other songs where he's doing that, but I think it's a decent song. I definitely think it does definitely have that. Um, if you're reading this vibe, mm-hmm. I think it, it goes with energy as well. Like 
I don't know why, but I see the parallels between energy and the language again. I I love the you know like the the cocky Drake. It, he said, "Fuck going platinum." I looked at my wrist, and it's already platinum. Like it's I, I just platinum, yeah. yeah, like that is just the that's when I feel like Drake's his best at rapping. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I would also potentially say like sometimes I like singing soft drake no, more than yeah, I like hard drake. So so it's tough. Like I do agree though that yeah, when he's talking like that like he is on this track argue his best rapping um but i kind of like the introspective soft storytelling drake that's me my drake. yeah give me give me too much drake or you know look what you've done um you know western road flows i storytelling drake i feel like it would be my favorite if i had to for sure no question uh let's get on here to the next song 305 to my city and I'll say it right now. This is the other track I would say. That's oh, we're, one of the we're worst. perfectly we're perfectly lined up there. Um, not an awful track. Not like a. It's a borderline skip for me, honestly. It is. I don't know if I think it's worse than Own It, but they're comparably mid. Like they're all right. I think <laughs> they they has, are having a mid off. They're definitely having a mid off. I feel like Drake's verses are pretty good. Like. I like some of the lines there again. It's really nothing crazy. Like I have the genius pulled up right now. And when I look at it, they don't work hard as you damn. That's so crazy. At the end of the night, when you count it, numbers don't lie to my baby locker room for all the money. Girl, you just did it. I get it. I get it. Like when I see that, I'm just like, wow. Like <laughs> he's really not doing too much with that. Um, yeah. But it's Drake. So like, it sounds decent. Uh, yeah. I will say we got to give some love to detail. I think this chorus is truly horrendous like this is a bad chorus but detail i mean the only things i know him for are featuring on a drake album and a low wayne album so if that's his high that's a pretty high high to have so shout to detail cmb yes sir yeah he was holding it down for a little bit uh don't know anything about him since then but yeah i'm ready to get into the next track here too much and i will say this is probably my favorite song on the album it's close, neck and neck between this and another song yet to talk about uh, that might give it away. But I've always said for years, Sampa was like a cheat coach for features. And I feel like he's shown that even more recently with, you know, Father Time, uh, My Eyes. But I was saying that after like this and even just St. Pablo, like in 2016, I was like, Sampa's like an elite feature. And I think he's only like cemented that more. But this still might be his best although it is just like a song he already had and then basically like a sample of that but yeah. i mean it is great it's drake introspective telling these stories talking about what he's got going on and it's still got clever lines throughout it and i think that combo doesn't get done as well in any other track i think really got just some of his best lines in this track some of his best storytelling and Sampa, I mean, his vocals are just unmatched. And I think that combo, you can't go wrong. So it's an elite track in Drake's catalog for sure. Definitely. I um, I agree with that a lot. It's one that's like the Sampa part. You're almost levitating. Like it's just such great mm-hmm. vocals paired with storytelling Drake. Like, come on, you can't get a better combo than that. Let's move into the outro here of the standard version. The other song I would say my favorite song could potentially be we got pound cake paris morton music too this is an elite track i love that like my favorite two songs go back to back i mean Mm -hmm. that's just great that's a great run i mean drake and jay-z they got some tracks but this i mean no question has to be the best one 100 (laughs) this track is just crazy that beat that sample oh it is is truly like in my opinion like maybe one of the best beats of like the 2010s no question i feel like this is like the bare not bare minimum like this has got to be the expectation when you see jay-z and drake on the track together like um i mean even beforehand before this release i feel like you hear these two together they got to come with a track at this level or don't come at all and man they did their thing like this is just such a great track like you said yeah, that intro with a sample 
only real music gonna last all the other bullshit here day and gone tomorrow oh like when i heard that for the first time i should uh-huh. be like oh it's about to be crazy and it was crazy any track with a two-parter like this i think my expectation is like sky high <laughs> i don't know why i love a good two-part song and i think this is like the standard for that i think tyler also does it very well but i think this track is like one of the best for sure i mean some of drake's best verses here the part where he's talking about my high school reunion might be worth an appearance make everybody go through security clearance that's hard I mean, that's so hard just the concept of that i truly do love like being so big that your classmates that you know especially he was talking they weren't like they were making fun of him or whatever he was just drake doing he was just aubrey doing degrassi yeah. you know? he was just an actor and nerd. now he's one of the yeah he's Getting a little in lockers yeah. <laughs> wedgies yeah and now Swirlies. he's a superstar now he's him he has to make them accommodate him i love that concept it's a great part of the track and then you get jay-z's verse and oh elite I mean, like a little closing point on the Jay-Z verse. The Dame made million, or I've done made more millionaires than the lotto did. You know, then going, uh, Dame, Biggs, yay. Who else you got on here? Cam, Beans, Liar. Like, I mean, just what Rockefeller was doing. I mean, in the early 2000s, obviously that would have been just like elite to talk about at the time on this podcast, if it had existed or if I was alive nearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that would have been crazy. That's a great part of Jay-Z's verse. I also have to say, one of my favorite freestyles of all time is Childish Gambino on the pound cake beat. Yeah. That one's so crazy. Yeah, he goes through the people made millions. He got Chance made millions. Heim made millions. Dan made millions. Kendrick made millions. I would too if I wasn't in my feelings. And and it's just so good because Jay-Z doesn't say that. Jay-Z says, Beans will tell you if he wasn't in his feelings, a little bit of a shot um so i i love the way that gambino spins that there but it all just goes back to this beat like hearing a childish gambino freestyle on this that blew my mind it's an elite beat i love it so much yeah this is like you said like okay you know thinking about it like this may be one of the best beats of the 2010s i'm I'm in full agreement there you know i was sitting here thinking of some beats and yeah like just like and think hearing this one in my head and then you know the gambino freestyle as well man it's, this is just that sample the sample that it's built on is so good i didn't know who produced it let's see uh the order matthew burnett detail jordan evans and boy wanda and i believe jordan evans this also blew my mind in like thinking about this album and getting ready for this i didn't know magic jordan like that's two people well, I knew uh-huh. it was two people but i didn't know the name was their first names it's Majin and it's jordan so i think jordan is the produce uh, yeah. half of that and he produced this track so part of it i don't i don't i never know how like the when there's that many producers i wonder who you know gets like a bulk of the work whatever but whoever did that sample chef's kiss that's so oh, elite yeah. i, I want to say it's boy wanda i feel like he did a lot of it i don't know I, I could hear the second half being a boy wanda part two though yeah the beat switch up here though great I mean, okay, I'm actually on Genius right now, and it says Detail produced the second half. Okay. And so the others. So shout out to Detail again. I mean, maybe, yeah, he's, Detail he's might a be producer. Him. Yeah. yeah, he might just be him. Uh, we look at his production game. He's crazy, I guess. Uh, he did his thing on this album. I will say the production on this album really does stand out in hindsight. I feel like some of Drake's production sometimes, as of late, especially, like, it's a little bit just, like, boring. It's whatever. There's some great samples on this. The beats are definitely maybe the best of any Drake album. I, I don't know. There's definitely, if you're reading this, it's too late. Maybe take care. All good. But this is definitely like top tier of Drake's catalog for sure in terms of production. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about Drake's verse here on Paris Morton Music 2. We're we're back to cocky Drake here, um, which I mean, it's, I enjoy this a lot. It just unfortunately proceeded you know uh pound cake so like this yeah. is I, I, if it falls under the radar but i mean for for good reason there yeah i don't know I, I feel like it's a mix of like the cocky drake and just the storytelling drake which we love obviously so it's good i mean so he's talking about his uh you know come up with like little wayne and you know like i i love like any little detail he can bring in with you know wayne or nikki or you know just stuff from back in the day like 
when we were listening to this, like who you'd associate Drake with, I love when he just throws those little mementos there. And um, it just really takes you back. And like, I just really wish uh, it's really like not even about nothing was the same. I just, you know, hope we can get some more Drake, Wayne and Nike tracks, of course. Always. I love like the ending of this verse where he's like, I just spent four Ferraris all on a new Bugatti. And I did that shit just because something to do. Yeah, I guess it's just who I became, dog. Nothing was the same, dog. That's a great way to close the album. I do also love the Bugatti shout out. I also got to say, whatever happened to Bugatti, I feel I haven't heard anybody talk about a Bugatti since 2016. Since GTA 5. Yeah, since GTA 5. I remember getting a Bugatti was like, you were him if you had a Bugatti in GTA 5. I knew, I knew right where to real life. that bitch from. Yeah. <laughs> real life too, obviously. I remember Drake had a picture on his instagram of a bugatti and him he had like an orange bugatti i think and i was like oh i love that car so much um i woke up in a new and obviously (laughs) that track as well but yeah people haven't been talking about that since i don't know i feel like there's definitely a uh the brand's kind of coming waves yeah it's got track hawks (laughs) track hawks now so we're in the new era yeah slime yeah, people aren't spending a million dollars on cars anymore, I guess. Unless they got it like that. Drake had it like that. Um, yeah, okay. So that's the conclusion of the standard release of Nothing Was the Same. Let's talk about these two bonus tracks here. We got Come Through and we got All Me. He did his thing on the deluxe. I mean, Come Through is a phenomenal track. Uh, this one, it still, I've, it's a very pop Drake song. And I, I still love it. Like, it's one that comes on now, and I'm just like, okay, like, come through, you know? I don't love come through as much as I thought I did. It's okay. Like, it's decent. It's definitely not bad. But I think it's not what I'm going back through anymore. And I also think the deluxe where you get all me and you get come through, I was just so focused on all me that like I just <laughs> yeah. never showed come through the love that it it maybe deserves like it might be a really good track but it definitely just was not the one i was going to from the deluxe i was going to all me i love all me so much like oh this is like truly oh the start of that (laughs) verse is crazy um all me if we're talking like the whole deluxe it's probably my top five favorite songs for sure i would say it's so good so i mean you know this is following the uh two chains based on true story so this is like okay two chains followed up with yeah at the time i was i do once we get mauricio on like we the amount of times i played this song that i was going from sixth grade to seventh grade or no fifth grade to sixth grade actually the amount of times i played this this is one of the ones that i got off itunes actually for sure because i fucking played this song in the ground i still love it um in the one I had actually no, this is a Musy one because it was the extended version. I was just gonna mention that because I yeah. don't think we've oh, ever me, mentioned oh, it. Me, oh my. When we started the podcast, I remember we were like, okay, we gotta talk about that. We can also do a full episode talking about that. We thought, uh, I don't know, we actually do that, but yeah, that extended version was crazy, and I loved it because you got that Aziz Ansari at the beginning. I stop, I gotta step up my game. These bitches gonna start paying me for this. Can't get no more free, Randy. I love that. I, that's a great sample. I don't know why we ever got deprived of the full version. That's, of yeah, this, that's one I had. I, I remember. Love it. Yeah, once we started the podcast, like I remember going back to YouTube and listening to that one, and that's gonna be one of the things I do right after this video. Same. I'm gonna listen to that tonight for sure. <laughs> I was also like in getting ready for the video. I was thinking about this, and I was like. It's all in the deluxe, but I was like, all me definitely came out before because I have a core memory. I feel like, you know, I probably dropped at 11 o'clock at night, whatever. Uh And so I remember I was in high school, soccer, you know, summer was, we had summer practice, you know, how many ever days of the week. And I remember waking up in the morning, you know, scrolling through Twitter, like I would probably do every morning and seeing that this track dropped and I, my mind was blown because I loved big Sean so much Drake and two chains. So getting them on a song together, I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And I remember listening to it, you know, whatever it was, six 30, seven 30 in the morning, whatever, getting ready for soccer practice. And I was like, Oh my God, this song is crazy. And so it did drop on a Thursday. Um, it dropped on August 1st and then came out in the deluxe a little bit later. So I was glad. Cause I was like, is my mind, is this a Mandela effect? Is my mind yeah. just like, 
playing tricks with me because I was like, I know this came out like I I was thinking the summer. So I'll take August 1st because I knew it came out sometime before school started. Soccer practice. I, I just knew. So I, I'm glad uh, I was right with that. Yeah, this, this is one of them ones. This is uh, I like if you're tech talking like the full career, this is like up there with HYFR and all me, mm. maybe not my favorite ones now, but like the amount of play these got back in the day, like that's why I'm sitting in this spot right now. hundred percent. This is such a core song for my taste, who I am, my taste then more than now, but just, yeah, like my, my come up, my growing mm-hmm. up with music, like all me is like one of the most foundational songs, I think. Yeah, like just so many, so many memories of this song. This one, this is just like, fuck, we gotta like rank drinks top 10 songs sometime or something. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of where I would put this. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know if I go back to it as much now, but it's so core that it's like, out of respect for yeah. that reason. It might get us a, a place like, I don't know, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, shout out to all me, one of the foundations of second out here. I do want to close by saying here, we got to show some love to the motion. Real ones. Remember the motion was on one of the physical versions. Uh, That's like, I I think it was on like a Best Buy or a Target or something. I remember like one of my friends had the CD Mm -hmm. with the motion. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I loved the motion so much. You get Sampa again. So, you know, for me, that's like, wow. (laughs) That's like (laughs) when we got care package, it was just beautiful. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. The vinyl has, uh, I think, draft day on it as well. So that's like oh, another wow. one that we didn't get till then, but it's you know still on some of the physical copies out there. Nice, that's fire. Um, wow, what a vibe! Great to go back. This is a stroll down memory lane here. This is. Such a great album, Elite. Uh, I want to quickly talk about you know the reception of the album. I got three, I guess, reviews we could talk about here. We got the needle drop. He gave it a five out of 10 favorite tracks were Tuscan leather furthest thing. And from time and his least favorite track was three Oh five to my city. So I feel like that's kind of like an agreement with like what we were saying, three Oh five to my city being a lower tier. And we were talking about maybe people were sleeping on from time, but Hey, he was not. So shout out to the melon there. Uh, Pitchfork 8.6. That kind of shocked me. That's pretty high. Yeah, I feel like um, with not seeing how it aged, I feel like when you see how it aged, it's definitely at least an 8.6. But yeah, at the time, I don't know. That's that's, that's really high for um, a music critic to give. So Yeah. And then the last one here, we got Metacritic. The critics gave it a 79 out of 100. And then the audience, a 7.7. So I feel like, you know, it was like positive, the reviews would be more positive than negative. I mean, even if Fantano is going to five out of 10, I feel like that's like average. And then everybody else is like pretty positive. So 79, I mean, that doesn't seem bad. I feel like some of Drake's albums probably got to be lower than that. So uh, this oh, is definitely, sure. definitely one of the best in our opinions as well, I'm sure. So yeah, I don't know what, I don't like giving like ratings. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough, especially album 10 years old. It's like, do I go now? Do I go then? Like, I couldn't rate this album. I would have to do what I gave then, I feel like. I think this one has aged better than Take Care, honestly. I feel like Take Care just has those memories. That's my, I I don't know, man. I I really think this one has aged better. You know, going back to it, giving it like this deep review. I love Take Care. Take Care is my favorite album. It's still a better album, but this may have aged better. Outside of Starter from the Bottom. I'm sick. I don't even know. I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, let's let's end our album of the month on this. Then let's end it on this note (laughs) with just. I thought we were in so much agreement this episode, and you just ruined that. You just ruined all the vibes we'd built. Uh... (laughs) I mean, I undoubtedly take care will always be my number one. But man, this is yeah. It's I think it's a step ahead of if you're reading this, it's too late. I used to think they were very comparable. I think this is a clear-cut second, and it's closer to take care than it is to if you're reading this is too late. I, I'm with you. I think these, those two albums, I think nothing was the same, and if you're reading this are neck and neck for second and third. I will say, upon re-listening here, I think that this might be like a tighter track list. Like Every track might be a little more polished, 
then I would say if you're reading this is and so I one day I'm gonna have to listen to if you're reading this fully and really think about like okay is this better or worse I don't know does it really matter if it's better or worse I just like the music for what it is everything there's so many different Drake tracks um and they all have a place they all have a place in my rotation somewhere all the ones I really enjoy so we'll see one day I'll give that re-listen but yeah we spent a lot of time on nothing was the same here let's talk about some of the other releases here let's get into some new artists this week we got a solid amount of releases here we got projects from doja cat lil tecca earth gang bakar mike wiki and the alchemist with the project logic dc the don summers and then we got some singles here toby lou 070 shake dochi brant fias gene dawson and sizza rome streets and joey badass jaleel kevin gates big baby gucci i think a very solid week here what have you been bumping um definitely the 070 shake i mean obviously i and i just want to you know say i 070 shake may have the may have had the best album of last year like really thinking on it like how how much more i've listened to it this year i just i need to throw that out there maybe when we revisit the best albums of 2022 uh maybe this will take the top spot because it it is seriously fantastic another fantastic track from here from her here though yeah this one was very good and it made me want to listen to the album in full. I haven't done it yet. I've been waiting for like that right, just like car ride or something where I can just like sit and listen to the album. And it's coming out for sure. But yeah, that album slept on. I feel like people are not talking about it, but it's very good. Um, other than that, the Bakar album, I didn't get through all of it, I don't think, but I liked it. I like uh, some of the singles we've been getting from him. Earth Gang, another one, very good. Die Today. Oh, that's like one of my favorite songs of the past couple months. That chorus, so good. And yeah, it's a short little EP, but that was very good. Uh, yeah, I haven't really given too much uh, any, of anything else to listen. I've been just trying to pound fucking nothing was the same in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Get those memories back. I feel you. The last one I'll talk about here, Gene Dawson and SZA. That's great. I was very excited for that when I saw those two were going to be on a track together. Gene Dawson, I feel like I've been waiting for him to like have his moment, get his shine. And I feel like a SZA collab, like that's gotta this be good, it. Yeah. Like, like it's about to happen. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, so we'll see if that's like a, a single for his album or something. I think it's definitely going to go crazy. So we'll see what's next for him. Uh, speaking of what's next for another artist, we got some news about a Lil Wayne project, the fix before the six by that's Lil a- Wayne coming out next week. Fire name before the Carter six, obviously what that hitting at. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for the Carter six. Obviously I, I'm going to listen yeah. to this tune in see how it goes, but man, Lil Wayne's never missed on uh, the Carter series. So I mean, someone said that a while back and yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. So I hope this, I mean, kind of leads into it perfectly. Yeah. Let's hope so. I hope he doesn't get rid of like too much of the good music. I feel like Lil Wayne, you know, he's a verse monster. He could pound out a verse fast great verse better than most easily but i don't want him to get rid of like too many good songs they're gonna be on the carter six i, I, I would yeah. rather this be like eh and the carter six yeah, be like was... so polished um so we'll, we'll see how this one turns out maybe it won't be too many songs hopefully it's just a little like five pack or something like i'd be cool with that uh next news here tizo touchdown first week sales obviously we both been loving this album a lot we just got those first week sales numbers and it only sold 8,000 first week, which, you know, 8,000, whatever, yeah. but, and the number definitely doesn't like mean much. It doesn't mean the music's good. The music's bad. But after the Travis Scott collab, after the Drake co-sign, I was like, Tizo touchdowns blowing up. Like this album's going to go crazy. And 8,000, I was like, oh, wow, it's a little bit lower than I expected, but eh, not bad for somebody yeah. who's still all to come up. Numbers lie, so um, yeah, no, this numbers... is a very enjoy. This is a very enjoyable album. Obviously, it's not gonna be fucking in album sales battles with Drake, so um, I think it's a very respectable number. Yeah, not bad. All right, next news here: TikTok and Billboard have launched a new TikTok Billboard Top 50 chart. This kind of cool. Is, this is a massive you know? W. Like I feel like for as long as we've done this podcast, or I mean, even before that, like how pivotal TikTok is now. Like, so, I mean, this is really cool. And I feel like it's I mean, a good chance for somebody who's like, oh, what, what is this song? They, they see it's blowing up on TikTok. They just go right to the charts and it's number one right there. So 
That's like true. This. Yeah, my only you know worry would be that people start trying to make songs like just for those charts. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like you kind of already saw that with like you know Justin Bieber doing like even like yummy or like i feel funny like some of those like weird songs he was doing um drake with like two c slide i feel like they were kind of getting into that like and so now that this is here i feel like they may even like go more for the charts um we'll see though maybe not maybe people won't care about it it'll be something to document Uh, what songs are doing good and it's cool for the people that are doing good but i don't know i'm four times platinum on tiktok i can't wait for you (laughs) put some respect on my name <laughs> yeah it's like the uh when they just added the eastern conference and western conference finals mvp yeah and they're like oh michael jordan never had any eastern conference finals mvps so i thought they'd be like oh <laughs> yeah. you know michael jackson didn't have any tiktok billboard number ones the weekend has 20 i think he's better uh-huh. um so yeah we're, we're gonna see how these these new charts are like used to tear somebody down that's legendary we'll see yeah. hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen hopefully people have common sense let's get in the last news of the week people are kind of starting to crack down on ticket resale prices the government announced that they'll be taxing people that profit over 600 dollars on ticket resale which that Good. is kind of nice i think it's gonna turn people away a little bit i think there are some people that are you know still going to do it if you're selling taylor swift tickets you're probably making you know, potentially bands. like a, a, yeah. Yeah, a couple bands you're making an o3 honda like they're not worried about spending you know 300 on taxes they're like whatever but you know if you're just reselling six tickets for you know a hundred dollar profit you might be like oh i don't, I don't actually don't know if it's 600 total or per i don't know Pro- probably probably year i'd say year because that's like i think t- yearly too. cash app is you get taxed like for whatever if you're a business or whatever so um, big W here though. Like they must've listened to the video the other day about us talking about the increase in ticket prices. So yeah. um, just confirm the government is listening. So, yeah, I will say though, I think this is tough for people to have like season tickets now. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have season tickets to like an NBA team or uh, MLB team, that's probably even worse. Like you got 80, how many ever home games you got tickets to only going to 10. You're just planning on reselling the other 70. You're, I would imagine you're going to profit $600 throughout the year. So, I mean, whatever, at that point you have to pay taxes, but yeah, that's kind of tough for those people. I just feel like the people who charge like 10 times face value uh-huh. for concert tickets, that's where it's a problem. You know, if you're just reselling your MLB yeah. hundred level tickets for, you know, $15 more, it's like, oh, whatever. But I guess over a while that does add up. So. I don't know. We'll see how this ends up affecting people, but I think overall it seems like a good thing. Yeah, no, huge W. I love the the Biden tweet that I say this morning. So yeah. <laughs> um, big W here. Uh, hopefully we get some normal ticket prices coming soon or at least somewhat normal. But Yeah, Joe Biden, what did he say? He said, concert tickets are hard enough to get. You shouldn't have to pay surprise service fees on top of that. My administration is working to crack down on those junk fees so you know what you're paying for up front. Mm-hmm which that's valid too. I think the fees, that's another thing. Like people were talking about Drake's tour and, you know, even if the tickets were already, I want to say, I don't know, maybe 400 bucks or 300 bucks or whatever. They ended up being like 200, 300 more, basically almost double more of what they were because of the fees. And that's crazy because they are literally just fees. So Ticketmaster can make money. Like they're really not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, well, maybe we'll get like some twenty dollar Kanye tickets five years down the road. We return. Yeah. You know, who knows what's gonna happen with this? Fingers crossed. Um. But yeah, this W there. But I think that about wraps it up. Um. This is good. I I really like this. I I hope you know all you guys listening like the album of the month, and we want to get some feedback on there. We kind of want to just try this first one, see how it goes, and I, I enjoyed it. How about you? Yeah, I liked it. We definitely would love to have you guys on some episodes for album of the month coming up in the future months. We'd also love to hear what albums you guys think we should do. You know, if you weren't feeling Take Care, there's one you're feeling more, let us know. We'd definitely be open to suggestions. We want to do things that you guys like hearing about. Uh, Maybe if it's even something that we don't listen to, that could be cool. So it's something like we're, you know, giving our initial thoughts on. I like that. 
I think there's a lot that we have heard, but there's definitely some that we haven't. So let us know where you're feeling, what you guys would like, what you would like to be on an episode for. And we'd love to have some of you guys. So just stay tuned into the social media, hit our DMs if you want to be a part of it. And yeah, let us know what you should do next month. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you.